Jimmy Z Show is produced, written, and directed by Jimmy Z. The show is wholly owned by Jimmy Z, all rights reserved. Content from other sources belong to the copyright holder and or speaker. In each case, Jimmy Z can be reached via email at the Jimmy Z Show at gmail.com. Last night, Darth Vader came down from Planet Vulcan and told me that if I didn't take Lorraine out, that he'd melt my brain. Jimmy Z. He's the man whose name you'd love to touch, but you mustn't touch. His name sounds good in your ear, but when you say it, you mustn't fear, cause his name can be said by anyone. Nah, major wow factor. You fools. In. Chumpetins, bunglers, dumbcups, sissies. Jimmy? I find you pompous, judgmental, and completely self-absorbed. Good. We can finally start the big meeting. Let's begin, shall we? Shall we? Hi, everybody. Hello, everybody. Once again, Jimmy Z, the big Jimmy Z show. It's the Z cast right here online. And you can find my program at various places, usually Facebook and Twitter. And soon enough at the Jimmy Z show.com. What we have decided to do, and I'm talking to my, uh, my technical advisor on this. And that would be Caden Calger. Um, what I'm thinking I'm going to do is keep all of the old stuff on, I think it's uh, the Jimmy Z show.blogspot.com. And then we will move the, right now, the Jimmy Z show.com is a forwarder. It forwards that click to, um, to the blogspot, the old show. So the old show can stay there, and I, I won't change anything, but the JimmyZShow.com will eventually be all the new stuff. And we're going to set that up. It's going to be simple. It's going to be the latest show at the, to- at the top and then the archives beneath that. But, uh, you know, when's that going to happen? You never do know. <laughs> you just... It's impossible to say because I, I haven't heard from Caden in about five days and I wrote an email asking him about um, how we set this up. But um, that's just not going to be, I, I don't know when it's going to happen, to be honest. So the best way is to contact me at the Jimmy Z show dot, it's uh, the Jimmy Z show at gmail.com and let me know if you want to be put on the email list. The only thing you're going to get if you're a member of that email list is the new show when it comes out and I'll give you a paragraph about what I talk about and then the link so you can click on the mp3 and listen to my beautiful wonderful voice <laughs> okay I'm doing this again we just did a big show last night 73 minutes 13 minutes over the hour and 43 minutes over the half hour you know you re- might remember i told you that 
my thinking was that I'm going to do a show that would be about 30 minutes, and I can't do that. There, there's too much. And I get long-winded, and I talk about, excuse me, I talk about all kinds of stuff that may or may not be interesting to you. And so it just doesn't go quickly. Sorry about that. But we'll have to, uh, we have to keep working on it. So I think most of the programs are going to be about an hour. And if I get picked up by someone, uh, like an internet radio station, it might go to 54 or 55 minutes. And that would be to conform to whatever they're doing on their website, their internet radio station, because they have to have top-of-the-hour news or commercials or whatever they would do. But uh, that's, a, uh, that's another thing that's not happening right now. And I'm talking about it because it's on my mind. And uh, truthfully, you don't care. <laughs> you don't care. So why? Well, you know what? Inside information. This is, we're kind of a club here. And you are getting all the inside information on the Jimmy Z Show early. Because this program is going to grow. I don't know how long it's going to take. You know, Maybe I'll be uh, 35 years older before anything really happens to the program. But I hope it's going to go... I have a feeling that something is going to transpire sooner this time. Because I think the show is more focused. There's less nonsense. There's more me. You know, I'm talking about things more than just loading up on audio. On occasion, we'll have a show where audio mayhem applies, but most of the time, like uh, yesterday, I played some audio from, uh, it was um, uh, Rand Paul going after uh, his fraudulency's pick for education secretary regarding transgender men who say they are women competing with girls and women and uh, that could have been a lot longer but I, I cut it short because I don't want to be about audio some audio and then mostly commentary that's the goal this time around all right so uh, the main reason I'm doing this program today is to get into more detail uh, this uh, Time Magazine article spinning what happened in the election and taking the voter fraud and election tampering that was rampant and turning it into, they're saying basically that the, the electioneering and all of the voter crime that was going on, and it, it is criminal, okay? But they're saying in the Time Magazine article that all of this was to protect to protect the elections to to protect the democracy which is total freaking nonsense and i read more about this to a friend of mine at breakfast this morning and as i was going through it i thought you know we really need to talk about it in more detail this crazy article at did i just say article this crazy article at time.com, Time Magazine. So that's what we're going to do. And I do have some audio to play, some really funny audio that's just, you know, not really relevant to anything that's going on, but it's funny. 
it's entertaining, and I think you'll um, I think you'll get a kick out of it. But that's the main reason why I'm here. There might be something else that comes up. But the main thing is this article at time.com. And it really is, it's even more offensive than I thought. The paragraph where they talk about the cabal, that's the big paragraph everyone's passing around. But the article goes on and on and on with one example of outright bullshit after another. Also, the uh, I was going to mention that in the last program, I used the F word. And because I was really, I was pissed off, okay? Uh, pissed off, really, just ticked. And on occasion, when I use that word, I go back and I bleep it because I don't want to be totally dishonest and, and delete it. So I bleep it, and I forgot to. So uh, when I listen to my playback, and I always, when I finish the program, I always listen to myself because, let's face it, I enjoy, listen- <laughs> I enjoy listening to my voice too. But... Um, <laughs> Um, so I'm listening to my beautiful voice and I listened to the whole show and I got to the point where I used the F word. I went, uh Oh, so I bleeped it and, uh, saved the file and reloaded the file. But for some reason on the server, it takes, I don't know if it takes four hours or 25 hours or however many, however many hours or days it takes. It does not immediately replace. There's a cache in the system <clears throat> on the server. And so it stays with the... <clears throat> God. <laughs> Good Lord God Almighty. All right. Time for a mute. I feel like that guy on uh, Anchorman. Anchorman, the movie. <laughs> <clears throat> I hate when that happens. It destroys the um, the delusion that I have this marvelous voice. Now, what was I talking about? <laughs> oh God, I can't remember. <clears throat> Hang on here. I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna have to go back and listen to what I was talking about. Man. Professional radio guy. (laughs) (coughs) 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 Okay, now, so that was that was a little bit of uh, pause there, so I could get my crap together and uh, just. I'm going to describe what I've just gone through here. Okay, the microphone is clipped to a a little piece of glass that's kind of easy to hold. And so I was going to play, I needed to go and get the file for that little Jeopardy clip. And then I set the mic down on top of a pin 
in this holder. I have a desk holder with a bunch of pins, right? Well, the whole thing slid down into the bottom of that, and <clears throat> the windscreen popped off of it, and it was stuck down at the bottom. So I had to empty the pin holder to get the windscreen, and now I'm putting it back together, and it's not easy because the, the windscreen is very small, and the hole is too small to go over the mic. So it's hard to stretch it on there without tearing it. But you get this nice little <laughs> squeezy sound. Come on, get over there. Get in there. All right, there it is. I think. Nope. It popped off. Damn it. You would think it would be easier to to be a professional radio guy, but no. All right. And it clips on there like that, and now we're back in business. How do you like that? Isn't that fun? Now, I'm trying to remember what I oh, what I was talking about. Damn. <laughs> That's why I stopped in the first place, is to go back and find out what it was that I was riffing on. And good grief, I can't remember. Isn't this great? <laughs> what a show. <sighs> I need a producer to keep me online because then he could send me a little message on my computer and tell me, oh, this is what you were talking about, you idiot, you moron. <sighs> God. You know, sometimes, and I sit here and I think, okay, well, I could stop this and start over completely. But that's not cool. Okay, uh, it's right on the tip of my tongue, or, or the, the edge of my ears, or somewhere in my brain. It's festering, and I just can't bring it up. So, uh, whatever. All right, now I know what I was talking about. Uh, I was talking about the technology involved in why some of you may have heard the F word. And I would bet that 99% of you don't care. But for those of you who do, and I know there are a few of you who probably do care and don't want to hear, you don't want to listen to a radio show like Joe Rogan or Howard Stern is F this and, you know, the F thing and uh, F'ing guys and mother effing and it's it's too much so i don't want to be that show so anyway there's a cache involved and the system on my server will retain that which was uploaded first for a period of time and i don't know how how long that is it might be it might be 2 hours it might be 12 hours could be a day i don't know so if you heard the F word and you didn't like it and you, and you think that, uh, you know, I don't need this, I hereby apologize. And I almost burped. So far, that's another thing that has changed. In the old show, when I was doing the show before, I, if I burped, I burped. Uh, 
It was part of the program. And I don't know. Something in me says that the burping <laughs> the burping has to go. Um, but I can fart. No, I'm not going to fart either. Although I do enjoy the noises, both burping and farting. It's not about just me anymore. I want, I want people to actually listen to this program and be proud to send it to your friends, your friends and your relatives, your neighbors, your coworkers, all that stuff. So, I think we're all caught up with all of this nonsense and jacking around. <clears throat> That's something I really know how to do on a radio show is jack around. So that's what we've been doing so far. Can you dig it? I know you can. Okay, uh, Time Magazine. This article is entitled The History, I'm sorry, The Secret History of the Shadow Campaign that Saved the 2020 Election. When they say saved the 2020 election, these people writing this article, who wrote this article? I want the name. I want names, damn it. Molly Ball. And there's a link here. We can see who this is. Molly Ball is Times Molly Ball. Something popped up. I got to get rid of it. Molly Ball is Times National Political Correspondent. Previously, she covered U.S. politics for the Atlantic, left wing, and Politico, left wing and worked for newspapers in Nevada and Cambodia. She is the author of Pelosi, a best-selling biography of the first woman Speaker of the House. Okay, so she is leftist beyond left. She's a fan of Pelosi, for God's sake. You would think that some Democrats would admit that Pelosi is a freaking embarrassment. Tun -ta -da, tun -ta -da, tun -ta -da -ta. Yes, exactly. Okay, and before I get too far involved in this article by Molly Ball, the left-wing writer, and, and <clears throat> what she has done here is absolutely offensive. She is spinning away in every possible way she can think of. She is spinning away the fact, the fact that the election was stolen from Donald Trump. All right, the election was stolen. Massive voter fraud. Incredible election tampering. And she's spinning it away. But before I uh, start reading and commenting on the article, the end of that portion of the Jeopardy theme, where I clipped in some sound effects of, of uh, what's-his-name clearing his throat, in the movie Anchorman. The end of that thing cracked me up. And I don't know how this stuff is going to sound. I'm just busy clipping things on top of other things. And then I go back and I play it back. And I just burst out laughing. I love this. <laughs> oh, that kills me. <laughs> so you're going to hear that. I saved it, and we're going to hear more of that. You know, I just got an idea here. Let me see if I can pull this off. Hold on one second. I got it like this, like this. And there's, where is that? 
repeater thing. Damn it. I'm in audacity now playing this. And there's a way to make this repeat. Uh, God. Hang on a second. It's worth it. I'm telling you, it's worth it. Good grief. I can't find it. Well, we're going to have to leave it at that. I was going to repeat it, and it was going to be funny. Uh, Select. Okay. Uh, you, You don't need to hear me trying to figure out my software, do you? That's kind of lame. <sighs> all right, I give up. That was funny, but be all of it. Okay. Um, she writes here, a weird thing happened right after the November 3rd election. Nothing. The nation was braced for chaos. Liberal groups had vowed to take to the streets, planning hundreds of protests across the country. Right-wing militias were girding for battle. In a poll before Election Day, 75% of Americans voiced concern about violence. Well, that concern for violence was reasonable because we had seen for the entire year, uh, 2020, we had seen violence going crazy in cities like Portland and Seattle. And, of course, all of this violence was leftist violence. So it was reasonable to think that if Trump won, and he was going to win, all right? He had an enormous amount of support. He got 75 million votes, and I don't care what anybody says. There's no way that Joe Biden was going to get 80 million votes, more votes than... Barack Obozo at his peak. There's just no way. It's nonsense to think that this guy who did not campaign, who did not do rallies, who did not have a a real presence on television, he wasn't doing press conferences, nothing. And you're going to tell us that he got 80 million votes. That is just absolute hogwash. So anyway, she's, she's saying here that, there, that Americans voiced concern about violence, and that was because of the leftists, Antifa and Black Lives Matter, causing mayhem all year long. Instead, she says, an eerie quiet descended. As President Trump refused to concede, the response was not mass action, but crickets. When media organizations called the race for Joe Biden on on November 7th, jubilation broke out instead as people thronged cities across the U.S. to celebrate the democratic process that resulted in Trump's ouster. Okay, so from this paragraph, you can hear that she is virulently hating Trump. She hates Trump. And we needed to get rid of Trump And so the whole nation was celebrating that Trump was beaten. Notice that she doesn't say the nation was celebrating the election of Biden because Biden is a zero 
The freaking guy is a zero. He's got nothing. Every time you hear him speak, he makes Gerald Ford sound like a fantastic and historic orator. So for her, it's all about getting rid of Trump. And I'm sorry, the nation was not jubilant. Some people, the, the people who hate Trump, were jubilant. But most Americans were ticked off because they knew the election had been stolen. Voter fraud was rampant. And election tampering was massive. A second odd thing, let me continue with what she says here. A second odd thing happened amid Trump's attempts to reverse the result. Corporate America turned on him. Hundreds of major business leaders, many of whom had backed Trump's candidacy and supported his policies, called on him to concede. Now, the reason for that, this is my opinion here, the reason they were calling on him to concede is because they did not want this, uh, this fraudulent election to be overturned because they knew, as I have said before, everyone knew that the left, the far left, like, again, Black Lives Matter and Antifa, would go absolutely berserk in every major city across the country and cause untold damage. And people would probably get hurt and or killed because of the violence. There's no question in my mind that the violence would have erupted if Trump had been found to be uh, the victim of massive voter fraud and a court overturned the election. And I think that's why the Supreme Court decided they were not going to hear the case. Not because it wasn't worth hearing, but because if they heard the case and they found out that they had to overturn the election, oh my God, it very well may have sparked civil war. It very well might have. She says, um, where did I leave off? To the president, something felt amiss. Trump said on December 2nd, it was all very, very strange. Within days after the election, we witnessed an orchestrated effort to anoint the, win- to anoint the winner, even while many key states were still being counted. She admits, in a way, Trump was right. He was exactly right. And she's going to tell you about this group of people, this group of organizations, people, leaders, powerful people, and I think mostly uh, George Soros, and to an even greater extent, China. She doesn't name China, but she should have. Because China was involved in this up to their eyeballs. And she continues, we continue here, reading this article at time.com by Molly Ball. There was a conspiracy unfolding behind the scenes, one that both curtailed the protests and coordinated the resistance from CEOs. Both surprises were the result of an informal alliance between left-wing activists and business titans. 
And I think when you're talking about business business titans, you're talking about people like Mark Zuckerberg. The pact was formalized in a terse, little-noticed joint statement of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce and AFL-CIO published on Election Day. Both sides would come to see it as a sort of implicit bargain inspired by the subject's massive, sometimes destructive, racial justice protests in which the forces of labor came together with the forces of capital to keep the peace and oppose Trump's assault on democracy. Now, Donald Trump was not assaulting democracy. Donald Trump, and I'm, for the sake of this discussion, as we read this article, because she is using the word democracy, you and I will understand that to be the same as the constitutional representative republic that we know the United States is. Democrats call that a democracy. We know that they are using the wrong word because we are not a democracy. We are certainly a kind of democracy, if you want to get specific, but liberals, Democrats, Trump haters never talk about it that way. But for the sake of talking about this article, we will assume that democracy is the same as our constitutional republic. Trump was not assaulting the republic. Trump was trying to protect the integrity of the elections, of presidential elections. And unfortunately now, that integrity, the integrity of our election process to elect a president of the United States is in question. It's in deep trouble. And many people feel that way. I, I understand exactly how people feel when they post on Facebook about how much trouble we're in if we can't trust the elections. All Democrats have to do in the future is load up on mail-in ballots, send out ballots to everyone who has an address, whether they are registered to vote or not, and they can win. They had tens of thousands of ballots show up with questionable signatures and the only person voted for was Biden. Those ballots didn't have any of the other people who were running for the House, running for Senate, uh, ballot propositions. Nothing else was voted on. So obviously those ballots are in question. Trump was not assaulting democracy. Trump was trying to protect our democracy, our representative republic. <clears throat> she continues, the handshake between business and labor was just one component of a vast cross-partisan campaign to protect the election. <laughs> no, no, they weren't trying to protect the election. They were trying to protect the fraud and get past the fraud because look these business people know if we went through one two three months of intense violence in our major cities they were going to lose their asses investors on wall street would lose their asses if if the country descended into leftist violence 
from people because they claimed that Trump was placed by the courts and he didn't really win the election. Okay, and that would, without question, hurt business and hurt the economy if that was going on. And there there was no way it was just going to be unrest for a week. I'm sure it would have gone on for a month, easy. And two months, four months, six months, probably so. She continues, for more than a year, a loosely organized coalition of operatives scrambled to shore up America's institutions as they came under simultaneously a, simultaneous attack from a remorseless pandemic and an autocratically inclined president. There she goes attacking the president again for trying to protect the elections process from criminal voter fraud, Democrat criminal voter fraud. She says, though much of this activity took place on the left, thank you for that, at least there's a little bit of honesty there, it was separate from the Biden campaign. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Oh, brother. It was separate from the Biden campaign. Yeah, Biden had nothing to do with it. I'll tell you who had something a lot to do with it is Barack Obozo. There's a cartoon I've, I think I've told you about where Joe Biden is on a screen, on a video screen, and he's talking to the characters in The Wizard of Oz who are standing in front of, in front of the screen and listening to him. And the little dog Toto has pulled aside the green curtain and back there is Barack Obozo turning the dials and um, you know affecting everything. And Biden says, pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. That is exactly what happened here. So, of course, it was not separate from the Biden campaign. And she says it crossed ideological lines. No, it didn't. It didn't cross into conservative or right-wing ideological lines. With crucial contributions by nonpartisan and conservative actors, she names no one. I don't believe that for a minute. I do not believe conservatives. She probably thinks that someone like Mitt Romney is conservative. The scenario the shadow campaigners were desperate to stop was not a Trump victory. (laughs) Yeah. That's exactly what they were trying to stop. I'm sorry. This woman is a lying bitch. Oh, she's a dumb bitch. Good God. Let me read that again. This is why I wanted to go into more detail on this stupid article. She says, quote, The scenario the shadow campaigners were desperate to stop was not a Trump victory. What a load of fatuous nonsense. Absolute nonsense. That's the only reason this was going on. Jeez Louise. In fact, the entirety of the Biden campaign was never about Joe Biden. It didn't matter who was running. It didn't matter who the, uh, the, uh, the nominee was on the Democratic side. It could have been Joe Biden. It could have been Joe Blow. 
it was always about stopping Trump. And they had a very weak candidate in Joe Biden. They had other candidates that were running during the Democrat primary. I'm sorry, I have an itchy mustache. Drive me crazy. Okay. Um, it was never about Joe Biden. This whole article is a lie. This was always about stopping Trump. Jeez. The scenario the shadow campaigners were desperate to stop was not a Trump victory. Jeez. It was an election so calamitous that no result could be discerned at all. A failure of the central act of, demo of democratic self-governance that has been a hallmark of America since its founding. Well, those days are over. She's acting, she's writing this article as if all of these campaign shenanigans uh, are protecting the democratic self-governance that has been a hallmark of America since its founding. It has destroyed that. The Democrat shenanigans were, it was never about protecting election integrity. It was never about, about uh, shoring up the process. It was always about stopping Trump. Whatever they had to do, however far they had to go, however many laws they had to break, whatever it took, stop Trump had to happen. That does it. Shenanigans. Shenanigans. What are you doing? I'm declaring shenanigans. 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 What's all this? This is really something, isn't it? Man cuckoo all right um she continues she's talking about this group these people uh, uh under the radar who are working against trump uh, trying anything they can to get biden elected she says their work touched every aspect of the election <laughs> no shit <laughs> oh that's the other thing i was going to tell you about the f word um I have decided that the S word will be okay. If uh, some of you have a terrible problem with that and it would cause you not to listen to my program, then um, by all means, let me know. At uh, the It's the uh, email address, thejimmyzshow at gmail.com. Their work touched every aspect of the election. They got states to change voting systems and laws, and helped secure hundreds of millions in public and private funding. Okay, there is where the money comes in. That's George Soros, and even more so, China. China invested untold millions and millions of dollars because, look, Trump went after China big time. And that's one, <clears throat> that's one of the big reasons why China got involved in this election. They could not take another four years of Trump. So, And I do think that China is part of the reason why Biden was the nominee. Because there were much better people that were running for president. People that I didn't like, I didn't agree with. But of course, they were uh, more well-spoken. They were leftist. But they were better candidates. 
But uh, Biden was the choice of China because China owns Biden. China owns his whole freaking family. So they're changing voter systems, voting systems. They're changing laws and rules because they want to make... And I need to find out where it was that the judge found that changing the rules, that uh, one state changed the rules and allowed, allowed ballots to come in that were after the deadline. And they allowed the ballots in anyway. And a judge finally, you know, five or six days after the inauguration of China Joe, a judge found that that was illegal. Well, thanks for your timely review. <laughs> God. I need to find out where that is. But I don't want to in- interrupt what I'm doing here. This same group fended off voter suppression lawsuits. And this is not voter suppression we're talking about. We're talking about laws that would require you to to freaking identify yourself in order to vote. That's something Democrats are totally against. They don't want anyone to have to identify themselves because that would prevent cheating. That would prevent voter fraud. <clears throat> Boy, this this woman is really, really good at spin. And, and like I told you before, the first time I read through this article, I had to stop because I was getting lightheaded because of all the spin. It was like being on one of those. Remember when you were a kid, at least when I was a kid, they had those solid iron merry-go-rounds in the parks. <laughs> they were made of iron. And you got those things going. We used to put two or three kids on there and make that thing go as fast as we could. Kids would fly off the damn thing. Boy, that was a dangerous thing. I don't think they have those in parks anymore. Uh, They fended off voter suppression lawsuits, recruited armies of poll workers, and got millions of people to vote by mail for the first time. That vote by mail stuff, they sent out ballots in all of these states, including California, but most of the damage was done in um, states where the election was close. Battleground states. And so they sent out ballots to anyone who had a freaking address. They successfully pressured social media companies to take a hard line against disinformation. No, what they, what they did is they got, uh, and I don't think they had to pressure Mark Zuckerberg much, but they got social media to completely wipe out anything that was pro-Trump. They were cutting pro-Trump posts left and right. Well, left and left. Right and right, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Uh, they pressured social media companies to take a hard line against disinformation. That was not disinformation. It was the truth. The truth about what Trump has done during his presidency. And they cut it off. Uh, they executed national public awareness campaigns that helped Americans understand how the vote count would unfold over days or weeks what they were doing is they were, this is more spin, they were 
explaining to people that it would take a long time because we had to bring in boxes and boxes of ballots we just found. <laughs> and so they're telling people, no, no, this is, get, this is normal now. It's not normal. It's called fraud. They were preventing Trump's conspiracy theories and false claims of victory from getting more traction. Well, that was because social media shut down all of it. And, and conspiracy theories. The voter fraud information is not a conspiracy theory. This is the truth. And I won't stop proclaiming it. Now, it may be harder and harder for me to get my show out. But this, this, this article at Time.com is a huge uh, powder keg. This is like one of the biggest articles to come out to start <clears throat> to start the, uh, the, the the campaign to start the work of shutting down anyone and anything that attempts to describe the election as fraudulent. This is going to be referred to by leftists and Democrats as 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 their source for what really happened in the 2020 election. Calling Trump, when Trump was claiming that the election was fraudulent and that there was massive voter fraud, they're calling that conspiracy theories. After election day, they monitored every pressure point to ensure that Trump could not overturn the result. This is Norm Eisen, a prominent lawyer and former Obama administration official, I'm sorry, Obozo, who recruited Republicans and Democrats to the Board of Voter Protection Program. He says, the untold story of the election is that thousands of people of both parties who, who accomplished the triumph of American democracy at its very foundation. Jeez. No, no, no. It's not an accomplishment. Well, the, the accomplishment is that they successfully cheated. They successfully used massive voter fraud to cheat the president out of his reelection. I have no doubt. For Trump and his allies were running their own campaign to spoil the election. To spoil it. <laughs> they're trying to protect it. She says they're going to spoil it. They're going to spoil the fraud that got Biden into the White House, that China Joe. The president spent months insisting that mail ballots were a Democrat plot and the election would be rigged. It was and it was. Or they were and it was. Mail ballots were a Democrat plot and the election was rigged. Trump's henchmen, <laughs> she knows how to use these words, doesn't she? Makes it sound like they're criminal. No, the criminal is in the White House. The Biden crime family. Trump's henchmen at the state level sought to block their use. While his lawyers brought dozens of spurious lawsuits to make it more difficult to vote, 
an intensification of the GOP's legacy of suppressive tactics. So the GOP is out to suppress the vote. No! The Republican Party, conservatives, and me, Jimmy Z, what we're about is protecting the integrity of the elections. And one of the big parts of that is you must identify yourself. We must have voter integrity. And the way to do that is you got to have a picture ID. And if you're not a driver, then what you can do is you can go to uh, the DMV in your state and get an ID card. That's all. Costs like 10 bucks, 12 bucks. And you know what? If somebody's really poor, I don't have a problem with the state paying for that. After Trump spent the months following November 3rd trying to steal the election he'd lost, right there, that whole sentence there is a lie. After Trump spent the months following November 3rd trying to steal the election he had lost, with lawsuits and conspiracy theories, I'm sorry, I hate this woman, pressure on state and local officials, and finally summoning his army of supporters to the January 6th rally that ended in deadly violence at the Capitol. The democracy campaigners watched with alarm. Democracy campaigners. She's talking about the people who executed voter fraud. And, And when you talk about voter fraud, you want to talk about disenfranchising voters? Nothing disenfranchises more voters than massive electoral voter fraud. This is uh, former GOP representative Zach Womp, a Trump supporter who helped coordinate a bipartisan election protection council. Well, thank you very much, Zach. He says, every week we felt like we were in a struggle to try and pull off this election without the country going through a real dangerous moment of unraveling. What he's referring to there, and she doesn't make a point of it, is leftist violence, leftist rioting, which would have, if Trump won, even if this didn't go to court, and Trump just won, and for some reason the Democrats didn't have enough voter fraud to put Biden in office, the left would have gone insane. There's no question in my mind. Zach continues, We can look back and say this thing went pretty well, but it was not at all clear in September and October that that was going to be the case. It didn't go pretty well. President Trump was cheated out of re-election. And now we get to the nuts and bolts. This is the inside story of the conspiracy to save the 2020 election based on access to the group's inner workings never-before-seen documents and interviews with dozens. As I said, this article goes on and on and on. And I don't know if you have the, uh, well, I'll I'll put it this way. I don't have the wherewithal to read the whole thing (coughs) because it makes me insane. Just a minute. I got to take a break. I'll be right back. Jimmy Z, Big Jimmy Z Show. <laughs> this is going to be a gas. Jimmy's 
Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Jimmy Z, The Big Jimmy Z Show. Going over this article at Time.com, written by Molly Ball. Here she gets to the nuts and bolts. This is what everybody is sharing. This is the inside story of the conspiracy to save the 2020 election. No, it was a conspiracy to steal the election. I'm sorry, no question in my mind. Uh, That's my phone. Based on access to the group's inner workings, never before seen documents and interviews with dozens of those involved from across the political spectrum. No, I, I don't believe that for a minute. This is not about bipartisanship. It is the story of an unprecedented, creative, and determined campaign whose success also reveals how close the nation came to disaster. This is Ian Basson, <clears throat> co-founder of Protect Democracy, a nonpartisan rule of law advocacy group. Nonsense. <laughs> nonpartisan. Yeah, right. He says, every attempt to interfere with the, pro- with the proper outcome of the election was defeated. By proper outcome, they mean Trump loses. They went into this. And you can tell by the way she's writing. They started all of these shenanigans in order to stop Trump. That was the goal. And that's what they accomplished. He says, we stopped the interference with the proper outcome. The proper outcome was defeat of Trump. It didn't matter if it was China Joe or uh, Kamala Lama Ding Dong. Whoever it was had to beat Trump. Doesn't matter if it was Pee Wee freaking Herman. He goes on, but it's massively important for the country to understand that it did not happen accidentally. The system didn't work magically. Democracy is not self-executing. So, they went about this massive undertaking to steal the election. And she's writing an article as if everything they did was to protect the democracy. In fact, all they did was attack our democracy. That's why the participants, she continues, want the secret history of the 2020 election told, even though it sounds like a paranoid fever dream, a well-funded cabal of powerful people ranging across industries and ideologies, working together behind the scenes to influence perceptions, change rules and laws, steer media coverage, and control the flow of information. How is this democracy? I'm going to read this again because this is not freedom. This is not liberty. What she is describing here is a socialist takeover of our election process. Quote, a well-funded cabal of powerful people ranging across industries and ideologies, which is a lie, working together behind the scenes to influence perceptions, change rules and laws, steer media coverage, and control the flow of information. You want to tell me that's not what happened in Venezuela? You want to tell me that's not what happens in Cuba, China, 
Russia? Come on. She just described socialism. She says they were not rigging the election. They were fortifying it. That is a... That is a freaking lie. And they believe the public needs to understand the system's fragility in order to ensure that democracy in America endures. They did everything to ensure that democracy or the republic does not endure because they freaking cheated. Voter fraud and election tampering gone wild. So then the article goes on, and I'm not going to read this, but um, they go through the architect of this whole thing, and that's quite a number of paragraphs describing who it is that um, conceived all of this. The alliance they go through, uh, the different parties, different businesses, different organizations that were a part of it, how they secured the vote, and it starts way back in March. And I wonder if she talks, and again, I, I can't read the whole thing. It makes me insane. But obviously, uh, the coronavirus, COVID-19, plays into this very well. The disinformation defense. So she's going to talk about, in detail, how it is that supposed disinformation was stopped. That means anybody who was uh, posting articles or uh, writing facts about what Trump was up to, what Trump achieved as president, and uh, what he was trying to do as far as protect the integrity of the presidential election was quashed. Spreading the word, that's another section here. And she talks about how the word was spread, and I'm sure they used a lot of celebrities, leftist celebrities, uh, people power. She talks about racial justice, of course. George Floyd's killing. She's strange bedfellows. So she'll talk about some people like Republicans, uh, Mitt Romney, different Republicans who are uh, actually Democrats, showing up and standing down. That's another uh, section here. The five steps to victory. You see, this article just goes on and on, and there's no way I'm going to read all this because I, I would probably, I'd probably get really angry. How close we came, and this is a, a section where they talk about the possibility that Trump would succeed. Look, this article, and you can find it. You go to Time.com. The title, once again if you want to read more of this, is The Secret History of the Shadow Campaign That Saved the 2020 Election. No. What it did is they cheated Donald Trump out of re-election. That's what they did. They didn't save the election. They destroyed the election. And of course now they have put presidential election integrity in question. I'm Jimmy Z. Thank you for listening. I'll be back. Those uh, videos I told you about that are funny, we'll, uh, we'll listen to those next time. All right, you got a weekend to enjoy. Talk to you next time. From the right wing on the left coast, Jimmy Z. Bye-bye for now, everybody. Jimmy Z.
Thanks now. Bye-bye. 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 Well, see you later. Dismiss!